Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Wow, welcome back to another Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. And I am T. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm super excited today. Ask me why. Why are you super excited? Because we get to finish Exodus today. We have read two whole books of the Bible after today's episode. So everybody else, I mean, we I think we've read more than a lot of the believers we know. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. I had a good talk about some Bible stuff yesterday. Um, with some also uh, I don't know if I could call them non believers, but they definitely are um you know, they do their research and so talk about they, it. Uh, um I mean the conversation went on for hours. We talked about Ooh. the vaccine and then we talked about that See the podcaster in me is like, Why didn't you record it? Oh, well, this his content. Was, yeah, this was no. <laughs> this was <laughs> friends saying things that in other spaces may get canceled for. No, that's why you just stay anonymous. That's okay. I'm sorry. What was discussed? I'm getting off track. Yeah, but no, we had a good talk. It was great. I mean, um, we just all kind of came to the conclusion that you know the religious factors are really ingrained into our policies and how people think, and so. In order to change the world, so to speak, I mean, you were really, we were really need to strip out everything and start again. Well, I don't know if I want to go that far, but we do need a rebrand. That's for sure. Yeah, but people want things to happen quickly. They do. And that is not how you create sustainable change. But that is the rallying call of nerds. And that's why people think vaccines make people gay. You want to read Wait, Exodus? what? <laughs> I've actually heard that. Like when I talk to people about objections <laughs> to the vaccine, one of them was like it. I've heard it makes you gay. Um, it's, I've never heard that. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid out there. That's the thing. Like I've. That's one of the dumber ones. I mean, I've heard other stuff, too, where people are just like, well, I just feel like. But that's the other thing, too. I think a lot of vaccine hesitancy has come from religion. So. Well, uh, I don't know. Like, I want to have you in that space sometime because um, my friends, they didn't get the vax. Um, So and we were talking about the reasons why. And he gave some good reasons. But I, I mean, I. My whole position has just been, um, I had COVID. I didn't like how it felt. They said they had a vex. I took it. I'm still alive. So we'll see how it goes. I've been alive for over a year since I took the, or like a year since I took the vex. So. I just had the, the booster. I just, I, I have a bias uh, when it comes to medical advice. I give more um, weight to people who've gone to medical school and were able to pass anatomy. And a lot of the medical influencers I've been listening to on social media, they're um, they're not that. They didn't go to medical school. They probably couldn't even um, 
like they've never owned a pair of scrubs. They've never had to um, do the intellectual work it would take to accomplish that. So a lot of times I'm not swayed by their arguments. That's just how I feel. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I think we suffer when we don't listen to the nerds. See, this, and we got into a whole debate because I brought up the fact that, like, <clears throat> um, one of my friend's points was he was basically saying, like, the information changes. And, you know, like, they were telling you one thing, and then they, and then they were coming back and being like, oh, it's not really this. And so that was one of his disappointments in the whole thing. And I kind of just told him, like, man, look, kind of what you said, but I was like, being the fact that this kind of was just like thrust upon us and nobody really like knows for sure like we don't know i was just saying like hey i i kind of feel like i should give these doctors and people who are, have medical degrees a little bit of slack just because it's like they're kind of figuring it out as we go along and i can't be mad at them because they don't have a hundred percent accurate answers and they're being actively worked against. Did you see Dr. Fauci going off on uh, that dude yesterday? Uh, he went off no. on a senator at a questioning. He was like, dude, you spread lies about me. It's this people are making threats against my life, against my family's life. You need to shut the fuck up about the shit you don't know about. <laughs> That's basically that was the energy. Of course, he said it in the nice white man way. But it's it's to me, it's insane because it wasn't just thrust upon some people. There were people who made it their lives work to uh, to understand pandemics they're called epidemiologists and they were giving us advice which was mm -hmm. wear masks wash your hands get a vaccine and people are like don't tell me what to do i'm an american and i've been washing the blood of christ and i don't need to get a vaccine so to me these are all subjects that are um kind of rolled up together which is what you were saying earlier which is how much religion has been rolled into our policy like now we're not listening to people who are experts on the subject of how diseases spread because once again we like the easier answers which are uh there's nothing you can do about it so don't do anything as opposed to hey here are some inconvenient things you could do to make this better and it's like boo nerds anyway let's find out how to make god forgive us with uh one last point okay. i want to throw in there just so we have this sure <laughs> another of people's fears is the fact that they think um, I've heard this a, f a few times. They think the government's making money off of this. And I always refute that with they give vaccines in countries with socialized medicine. And for people who don't understand, socialized medicine is not what we have here in the United States. Socialized medicine is where they don't make money off of the pharmaceutical like they don't make money the way we do over here it's not profit driven it's just seen as a public good and they still do vaccines there even though they don't make a profit from it so that's how i usually answer that one because if it was just for money you know and no one's worried about that when it comes to botox oxycontin <laughs> you know I'm just letting you know the people's, you know, where you know, cocaine. Are. They make a lot of money off of cocaine. You guys are still really willing, willingly doing that. So anyway, I get it. Vaccines are creepy and gross and they hurt. And it's awful holding your child down while a stranger stabs them with a tube. It's it's horrible, but it prevents really it's 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 one of those things where it's like this is prevention and people want cures. But an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so. Yeah, listen to experts, not medical influencers. I get it. The it's remember Michael said that on the office. He's like, it's just words coming out of an ugly scientist. 
He's like, when he was talking to that, Pam. That's, when, but see, that's true. Yeah, people don't want to hear stuff from ugly scientists. They want to hear it from super hot, cool people. So what are you going to do? So maybe Moses and his band of Levites were super hot. Like, you know, maybe they did a whole show before they slit the calf's throat and had it bleed all over the altar. So God would take us seriously about how bad we feel about disappointing him. Maybe. Let's find okay. out. Okay. Exodus 38, we're reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. So, know that. Exodus 38, making the altar of burnt offering. He made the altar of burnt offering also of acacia wood. It was five cubits long and five cubits wide. It was square and three cubits high. He made horns for it on its four corners. Its horns were the one piece with it, and he laid it over with bronze. He made all the utensils of the altar, the pots, the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the fire pans. All its utensils he made of bronze. He made for the altar a grating, a network of bronze under its ledge extending halfway down. He cast four rings on the corners of the bronze grating to hold, hold the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He put the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar to carry it with him. He made it hollow with boards. He made the basin of bronze with its stand of bronze for the mirrors of the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Making the court of the tabernacle. He made the court for the south side of the hangings of the court were, were of fine twisted linen, 100 cubits long, its 20 pillars and their 20 bases were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their bands were of silver. For the north side there were hangings 100 cubits long, its 20 pillars and their 20 bases were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their bands were of silver. For the west side there were hangings 50 cubits long with pillars and 10 bases, the hooks of the pillars and their bands were, were of silver, and for the front of the 50, <clears throat> and for the front to the east, 50 cubits. The hangings from one side of the gate were 15 cubits, with three pillars and three bases. And so for the other side, on each side of the gate of the court were hangings of 15 cubits with three pillars and three bases. All the hangings around the court were of fine twisted linen. The bases for the pillar were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their bands were of silver. The overlaying of their capitals was also of silver, and all the pillars of the court were banded with silver. The screen for the entrance to the court was embroidered with needlework in blue, purple, and crimson yarns and a fine twisted linen. It was 20 cubits long along the width of it, five cubits high corresponding to the hangings of the court. There were four pillars, their four bases were of bronze, their hooks of silver and the overlaying of their capitals and their bands of silver. All the pegs for the tabernacle and for the court were of bronze. Materials of the tabernacle. These are the records of the tabernacle. The tabernacle of the covenant, which were drawn up at the commandment of Moses, the work of the Levites being under the direction of Ithamar, son of the priest Aaron. Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. And with him was Oholiab, son of Ahisasmach, of the tribe of Dan, engraver, designer, and embroiderer in blue, purple, and crimson yards, and fine linen. All the gold that was used for the work in all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering was 29 talents and 730 shekels measured by the sanctuary shekel. The silver from those of the congregation who were counted was 100 talents and 1,700 
175 shekel measured by the sanctuary shekel a becca ahead that is a half a shekel measured by the sanctuary shekel for everyone who is counted in the census from 20 years old and upward for 603,550 men the hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the curtain 100 bases for the hundred talents a talent for a base 1,775 shekels he made hooks for the pillars and overlaid their capitals and made bands for them the bronze was that was contributed with 70 talents and 2,400 shekels with it he made the bases for the entrance of the tent of meeting the altar the bronze altar and the bronze grating for it and all the utensils of the altar the bases all around the court and the bases of the gate of the court and all the pegs of the tabernacle and all the pegs around the court thanks be to god thanks be to god Woo! that was a lot <sighs> it sounded like a barbecue a like sure. a fancy one because it's covered in bronze and gold <laughs> but like you know, there's the altar, and then you put a grating on top of it because you know you're burning the animals up because you got to have the fire underneath the grating. Um, <laughs> that's what I was getting. Okay. Do you? I I I just uh, I don't even know what I see when you're reading these. It's basically like just instructions to me. It's a big instruction manual on um, how to make this. Yeah, I see it like an IKEA instruction like pamphlet. Where like you have, I've never had to do any IKEA. Oh stuff. well, you've built stuff though, like a shelf. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Sidebar: Since we're talking about building, I was thinking about. I've been looking into like uh, van life and people who live in like these big ass Sprinter vans, and they do all these conversions that are really cool, uh-huh. like cooler than some people's apartments. Yeah, like a tiny house on wheels. <sighs> I think I want to do that one day. Just ride around in a van and solve mysteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Scooby doing that. Makes for a good show. Yeah, I've seen it. Like it's a whole following on YouTube. Anyway, you saying you know building shows. And you know what? To tie people... it back into the Bible, that would be a very nomadic lifestyle, which was a lot of you know they had to have all these instructions. They needed the poles so they could carry it around because you know. Yeah. You never know where things are going to take you. Never know. You never know. Never know. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I To me, this isn't particularly spiritual, but it was very important to God. Okay. Moving on to Exodus 39, making the vestments for the priesthood. Of the blue, purple, and crimson yarns, they may finally... Uh, of the blue, purple, and crimson yarns, they made finely worked vestments for ministering in the holy place. They made the sacred vestments for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold, of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and of fine twisted linen. God, gold, God. Gold leaf was hammered out and cut into threads to work into the blue, purple, and crimson yarns and to the fine twisted linen in skilled design. They made for ephod shoulder pieces joined to it at joined to it at its two edges the decorated band on it was of the same materials and workmanship and workmanship of gold of blue purple and crimson yarns and of fine twisted linen as the lord had commanded moses the onyx stones were prepared enclosed in settings of gold filigree and engraved like the engravings of a signet according to the names of the sons of israel 
He set them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod to be stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the breastplate in skilled work like the work of the ephod of gold of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and of fine twisted linen. It was square, the breast piece was made double, a span in length, and a span in width, then doubled. They set in four rows of stones, a row of carn carnelian, a row of carnelian, chrysolite, an emerald was the first row. In the second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a moonstone. In the third row, a jacinth, and a gate, an amethyst. In the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed. They were enclosed in settings of gold filigree. They were. There were twelve stones with names corresponding to the names of the sons of Israel. They were like signets, each engraved with its name. Were the twelve tribes? They made. They made on the breast. They made on the breast piece chains of pure gold twisted like cords, and they made two settings of gold filigree and two gold rings, and put the two rings on the two edges of the breast piece, and they put the two cords of gold in the two rings at the edges of the breast piece. Two ends of the two cords they had attached to the two settings of filigree, and this way they attached it in front, uh, in front to the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then they made two rings of gold and put them at the two ends of the breast piece and on its inside edge next to the ephod. They made two rings of gold and attached them in front to the lower part of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod at its joining above the decorated band of the ephod. They bound the breast piece by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord so that it should lie on the decorated band of the ephod and the and that the breast piece should not come loose from the ephod as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the robe of the ephod woven all of blue yarn, and the opening of the robe in the middle of it was like the opening in a coat of mail, with a binding around the opening so... They had mail back then? Opening in the coat of mail, with the binding around the opening so that it might not be torn. On the lower hem of the robe they made pomegranates of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and of fine twisted linen. They also made blue, they also made bells of purple gold, and put the bells between the I'm pomegranates sorry, it's on the sorry, I had to interrupt. It was of pure gold, not purple gold. I would love some purple gold, but it's pure gold. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. They also made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates on the lower hem of the robe, all around between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate all around on the lower hem of the robe for ministering as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made, oh man, they also made the tunics woven of fine linen for Aaron and his sons and the turban of fine linen and the headdresses of fine linen and the linen undergarments of the twisted linen and the sash of fine twisted linen and of blue, purple, and crimson yarns embroidered with needlework and the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the rosette of the holy diadem of pure gold and wrote it on and wrote on it an inscription like the engraving of a signet, holy to the Lord. They tied it to a blue cord. They tied it to a blue cord to fasten it on the turban above as the Lord had commanded Moses. The work completed. In this way, all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. The Israelites had done everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent, and all its utensils, its hooks, its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, the covering of tanned ram skins, and, and the covering of fine leather, and the, curtain of, and the curtain for the screen. 
the Ark of the Covenant with its poles and the mercy seat, the table with all its utensils and the bread of the presence, the pure lampstead with its lamp set on it and its utensils and the oil for the light. And the oil for the light, the golden altar, the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tent, the bronze altar and its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, its basin with its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, its cords, its pegs, and all the utensils for the services of the tabernacle, for the tent of the meeting, the finely worked vestments for ministering in the holy place, the sacred vestments for the priest Aaron, and the vestments of his sons to serve as priests. The Israelites had done all of the work just as the Lord had commanded Moses. When Moses saw that they had done all the work just as the Lord had commanded, he blessed them. Wow. Thanks be to God. How do you think the Lord blessed them? Um... <laughs> giving them land i don't know i know it seems like a lot of times he um <laughs> not killing them not, not killing them. them it seems like it was really popular and a lot of times he gives them sons not any of those worthless daughters but you know sometimes he'll make sure they the chicks start having babies um you mentioned uh earlier like um they had mail i think the type of mail they're referring to is like chain mail like that kind of like a coat of okay. mail um gotcha on uh, that one and they mentioned pomegranates a lot um there's a lot of in our in a lot of western imagery when we picture the garden of eve the fruit is often depicted as a apple but in that part of yeah. the world apples didn't exist when the story was written so a lot of people mm -hmm. think the original fruit was a pomegranate and pomegranates. I heard it might have been a pear. Or too. sure, but pomegranate pomegranates have a lot of like spiritual significance um, in a lot of different mm. literary work. Um, I think Persephone, like she was eating seeds from a pomegranate, and that kept her in Hades or whatever. Fun facts, just just little literature fun fact for the children. All right, let's get this over with. This is so boring. I want to get back to some action. Yeah. You know, like we haven't had anything really good since the Joseph story. I mean, it was kind of cool when they were up in the mountain and, you know, um, I mean, the stuff prior to all these instructions. I thought that was. But cool. was that better than the Joseph story, even the Moses stuff? No, I mean, because Joseph, like, pretty little story, but Moses starting off was kind of cool when he murdered every, the <laughs> guy, that and guy ran away. <laughs> That was pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, it had its moments, um, for sure. All right, let's get this over with. Exodus 40. The tabernacle erected and its equipment installed. The Lord spoke to Moses. On the first day of the month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put it in the Ark of the Covenant, and you shall screen the Ark with the curtain. You shall bring in the table and arrange its setting, and you shall bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. You shall put up the golden altar for incense before the Ark of the Covenant and set up the screen for the entrance of the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt off. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting and the place and place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. 
you shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen for the gate of the court. Then you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and consecrate it and all its furniture so that it shall become holy. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar so that the altar shall be most holy. You shall also anoint the basin with its stand and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and shall wash them with water and put on Aaron the sacred vestments and you shall anoint him and consecrate him so that he may serve me as priest. You shall bring his sons also and put tunics on them and anoint them as you anointed their father that they may serve me as priests and their anointing shall admit them to the perpetual priesthood throughout all generations to come. Moses did everything just as the Lord Daddy commanded him. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was set up. Moses set up the tabernacle. He laid its bases and set up its frames and put in its poles and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it. As the Lord had commanded Moses, he took the covenant and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the and set the mercy seat above the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the curtain for screening and, the, and screened the ark of the covenant as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle outside the curtain and set the bread in order to and set the bread in order on it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampshade in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle and set up the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the golden altar in the tent of meeting before the curtain and offered fragrant incense on it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He also put in the place of screen for the entrance of the tabernacle. He set the altar of burnt offering at the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting and offered on it the burnt offering and the grain offering as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing with which Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet. When they went into the tent of meeting and when they approached the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set up the court around the tabernacle and the altar and put up a screen at the gate of the court. So Moses finished the work. The cloud and the glory. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the Israelites would set out on each stage of their journey. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out until the day that it was taken up for the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day and fire was in the cloud by night before the eyes of all the house of Israel at each stage of their journey. Woo! All right. We awesome. read all of Exodus. <laughs> we did. So, you're any closer to a conversion? 
Gonna have that. We could make so much money. Think. Could think we? All the conversion stories always pay well. You will definitely get a book deal from one of these Christian publishers. You could probably get a pat, like um, because that was the thing too. Like the uh, oh god, what was that terrible book? The Case for Christ. Like it's one of those books where this guy was like, I used to be an atheist and a reporter until one day I went on the search for the ultimate truth and found God. Like he wrote that thing like back in the 90s. It's still like a bestseller. Awesome. It's really not. It's really bad. I read it. It's terrible. Only thing this is making me want to do is just do this so I can get rich. What? Um, convert? I mean, yeah. it's very profitable. And if you start a church, you don't have to pay. I told you I've been watching the Righteous Gemstones. Woo! Money, money, money. Money, money, money. money. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't be mad, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it is, you know, like, uh, I don't. <laughs> Look, I did not see the Righteous Gemstones, but I do know that part of me, there's always this ethical thing. I took a class on ethics when I was in college, and we talked about morality and, like, doing stuff because it's right. What's the difference, you know, like, should you do something because it's right, and is it inherently wrong to, like, deceive people because you can, and you can take advantage of them? I feel like a lot of times that happens in religion. But and I also feel like, I don't know, I'm always at odds. Like, is it really wrong to take advantage? Because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to yes. do it. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit. Because then but it's okay I also for feel like to take advantage of you. Because there's, like, people smarter than you out there. Like, is it okay for them to write? Well, if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't know. And I'm just arguing this for devil's advocate purposes. But, um, like, if you don't know. You know, like, for instance, I just read an article about the settlement that a uh, student loans company, Navian, is doing. And um, they, they, whereas they kind of just settled, they made it exclusively clear that they just did this just because they didn't want to take it to court, because they didn't want to waste their time. And so they settled, but they said they were confident that basically if they would have went to court, they would have prevailed. Um, but... People were suing them because of predatory practices, mm -hmm. and it's like, do you? I mean, on one hand, it's like most of us would never have the means to ever pay back any of that student loan money, but people still get it anyway, and people still give you the money. So I don't people think still, that, you still just, go to it depends on if you want like the world to be good or not. Like it, it you. I'm basically yeah, trying to provide the world with what I wish existed when I was younger. Like, I wish I had had a podcast like this to listen to when I was younger. Like, it would have made me feel, like, less mm. crazy and less, like, gaslit all the time that I was just having mm. rational questions about this. Uh, like, this book is terrible. Like, it's only prevailed because, like, for the first <laughs> 1,500 years of its existence, most people couldn't read. So, it's almost like we need another 1,500 years to break up with the Bible like because now we're only maybe 500 years into you know like universal literacy or like you know with a large amount of the population being literate and what's crazy is most people are like eh, I don't know. 
grandma likes it. She look at her. She look at her go. It's like she really don't want to disappoint her good time. But it's like, you know what? What if grandma really wanted to have a good time? And this Bible's been what's keeping her from doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just going to say people limit themselves. But next time on Bible Breakdown. Sorry, you guys. Zoom. Yeah, we're not paying for it. I mean, I get it for free. I mean, I get it for free, too. But like if we pay for the like subscription, you can record longer. That's not getting it for free. No, I get oh, it. Oh, you got for the like, full thing? Well, you need to start recording. Well, yeah, someone help me, though. Through school. Well, okay, full. Anyway, anyway, uh, next time we're starting Leviticus 1, and that's going to discuss the burnt offering, um, grain offerings. Looks like the chapters are, and then offerings of well being. Looks like the chapters are going back to their condensed form. Good. For a little bit, hopefully. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, but who knows? It's the Bible. Um, but yeah, so got some stuff to look forward to. We're still dealing with Moses and his shit. So, well, he's um, the lawgiver, we'll but goes. yeah, please join us. Come back. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, um, questions, email us at biblebreakdownpodcast at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kat. And I am T. Look forward to Yay. seeing you guys next time. Go Bible. <laughs>